With the 10th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select Patrick Mahomes, the second. On the left side, 15 breaks three. He's at the 30. He's at the 40. He's at midfield. Niall Davis, the Houston native. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Kansas City. Wow. everybody i am your host nate thompson alongside my co-host anthony venna tony how are you pretty good i'm excited for the show as am i this is the fifth quarter podcast and this is a brand new show to the podcast world and today we are kicking off our very first show so we are extremely excited being on the air here on the fifth quarter podcast we're going to be doing nothing but talking sports this is a sports talk podcast and we are bringing this to you from the local Kansas City area. So yeah, we're going to be talking about our beloved Chiefs, our beloved Kansas Jayhawks, and we're going to bring to you as much as we can about the Kansas City Royals. However, we aren't just limited to the Kansas City sports area. We're going to be talking sports on a nationally wide basis. Yes, that's right. And we're going to stick to the big three professional sport leagues, as well as college football and college basketball. And Nate, what a weekend we had for college football. It it really was, and, and, and Tony, I, I can't wait to get to that later on in the show, <clears throat> but for now, I, I, I really got to get something off my chest. You know, when, when you go into a restaurant, okay, and, and you get seated, you get seated down, and, you know, most restaurants are going to bring you these complimentary breadsticks, or these hot rolls, or chips and salsa, things like that, you know? Sometimes... You can consume a little too much at the very beginning, right when you sit down, until you're so full that you don't have time and you don't have the space in your belly to eat that main meal. Andy Reid continues time and time again to fill up on those appetizers way too early in the game, and then the Chiefs go flat come fourth quarter. For two years, number 15 behind center, the Chiefs start a game like you're playing Madden Arcade mode. Deep bomb over here, a sidearm throw right here, Tyreek 30 yards here down the field. The Chiefs start out hot. They start out up 20-0, up 17-0. The Chiefs scored yesterday within six minutes of their first drive. They get a quick stop, and they come back, and they get a field goal, and they get another stop. But I'm telling you, as time goes on, as that clock ticks, the Chiefs fill up on those appetizers way too much. And then they end up doing a total 180. Come go time. Come fourth quarter. They fill up. And they become non-existent. You know, Nate, you hit it right on the button. I was I was stunned yesterday. I mean, there was no words. And And here's my thoughts on the Chiefs. I think their offense is historically really good. I mean, we got Patrick Mahomes, MVP. Tyree Kill, I think he's top three receiver in the league. Kelsey, if not the best tight end. And I think the Chiefs' defense is good enough. But what the Chiefs don't do well is, is the little things. Like, the Chiefs have 92 flags, which is ranked 29th 
only ahead of Arizona, Oakland, and Cleveland. Mm. And another stat. The Chiefs have 17 fumbles on the year as a team, only out of Pittsburgh, Miami, Minnesota, and the Giants. And then I also think a big issue with the Chiefs is the running back position. you got LaShawn McCoy. He's banged up. He's old. And I think he's had two costly fumbles that have costed the Chiefs. And Damian, he's averaging 3.8 yards per carry. And I know that the offensive line is really banged up this year, but he averaged 5.1 yards last year. And then the special teams. It's mm-hmm. not great. No. Flags, holdings, blocking the back. Miko can't be returning punts and kicks anymore. I mean, he's just... That has to stop. It, it really does. Um, I, I kind of revert to, um, you know, kind of wondering who to blame here. But there's, there's so many things you can look back at yesterday. And, and you can point fingers all you want. But it, I, I think it kind of comes down to execution and the way our coaches execute late in the game. Um, one thing with the coaching, I, I, the third and two play. I mean, the Chiefs pick up two yards, they kneel it out, and they win the game. That that's what stuck out to me. But then we call a a little rollout pass with Mahomes. Nobody's open. He has to slide down. We come up for the field goal, and then we turn it. We turn it around to that field goal, and what happens? The bad snap. There's a turnover. That's a fumble. Boom. Tennessee now has the ball with under a minute left. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill <laughs> entering as a second string quarterback of the Tennessee Titans drives down the field against a defense who just needs to be a little bit above average for this team to be successful. Drives it down our throats. And what happens? We get the ball back in 23 seconds. We have an opportunity to win the football game. And what does the MVP do? He puts us in a position. That's what he does. He puts us in a position. We haven't got to see this very much because what happens at every single Chiefs game that comes down to the wire, our defense is on the field last. It's like a movie. It is. It's, it's a reoccurring thing that keeps on coming and then I keep seeing every single time. You know, I I think there's a couple things to blame for the Chiefs. I, I think Andy Andy's late game calling, it's just getting too cute, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, in that situation, just run the ball. Pound it up the middle. I know your offensive line is banked up. I know we have Patrick Mahomes. But literally, all he needs is two yards. And then Dave Tube has been historically one of the best special teams coaches in the league for like the last five to seven years. And I don't know what's going on, but we're just – we're shooting ourselves in the foot. And then injuries. I mean, it's just one thing after another. Patrick goes down. Mm-hmm. Eric Fisher's been out all year. Tyreek was out for four weeks. I just learned Rankin's out the whole year. As well as Ogba. Ogba. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah. That's uh, that's for sure going to hurt. Um, Ogba, he's, he's had a really good just season so far with the Chiefs. He's been a huge impact in D-line. He's a sack leader. Um, he is. He is the sack leader of the team. Chris Jones has been out all year. If you want to hit on, keep hitting on injuries. Frank Clark. Frank Clark missing games. I mean, this team Pitchers. has been banged up all season long. And, and what's funny is they're still leading the division. And, and they still have a clear path to win the division. And, and I can see that. I agree. I, I think they're sitting up... They're setting up pretty well. I mean, they got four division games. I think I think if they win all four of those and then they take a game from the Bears and then I mean, we always have the ch- we always have a chance to win with Mahomes in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, in his in his era, I don't think we've lost by more than 10 points, which is unbelievable. He's 28. Right. I mean, young yeah, kid, you're not going to get blown out with him behind center. Yeah. Um, we kind of hit on the kind of the miscues here. 
um, with the fumbles and with the with the bad snap and with the defense letting us down. But I, I want to read you something, um, and this is this is really intriguing here. Um, you don't watch. Say you don't watch the game. All right, you were you were you were doing something other than watching the game. All right, listen to this stat line and tell me who it was. Patrick Mahomes, thirty-six for fifty, four hundred and forty-six yards with three touchdowns. Wow, that's a that's a great day. Ryan Tannehill only completes thirteen out of nineteen passes, one hundred and eighty-one yards, two touchdowns. Solid outing. Uh, that's a win for the Chiefs quarterback. I mean, All right, let's total yards on the game. Kansas City, 530 total yards of offense in the football game. Wow. Tennessee, 371. Chiefs win that category. That's two out of two. Sacks. While we're talking about how the Chiefs defense let us down, which at the end they did, they had four sacks compared to Tennessee's two. They outsacked Tennessee. That's another category. Put a check mark by it. That's a win. Third down conversions. The Chiefs completed 50% of their third down conversions, while Tennessee, 25%. That means tw- Tennessee's off the field on third down 75% of the time. And then the time of possession. You and I both know Kansas oh. City has been absolutely destroyed by time of possession. Colts game. What, Colts beat them by 20 in the time of possession? Texans. Patriots every every year. single game. Horrible. Kansas City is getting dominated in the top category, but not yesterday. Wasn't yesterday. Chiefs outscored them in the time of possession by 15. The Chiefs had the ball 37 minutes and 51 seconds, while Tennessee only handling it 22:09. So, out of those categories, the Chiefs won every single one of them. So why 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 did we not win the game? You know, I, th- I think it's, I don't know, ball just didn't fall our way. And obviously the fumble return for a touchdown didn't help. And and Cole quit, not expecting a snap. I mean, it's just little things. It, it it's really not, is. it's not, it's not the offense. It's not the defense. It's just little, it's, it's flags. Mm-hmm. It's, it's coaching. It's game calling at the end of games mm-hmm. to, to seal games. And I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's really frustrating. No, I mean, we could be Baker Mayfield and throw interceptions to lose games, and, and we could be, you know, having these terrible, terrible mistakes, but they're making the smallest mistakes, these little mistakes that you don't even think about, and, and, and that's how they're losing games, is is these small mistakes. And, I, I mean, I'd like to add, the Chiefs have been pretty good against the run, like, the last couple of weeks, I mean... Big difference, but yesterday they did give up 225 yards on the ground. Derrick Henry, I mean, pretty much just destroyed them in the fourth quarter. But, I, I mean, I think the Chiefs' defense played pretty well all game. And then they, they were just on the field a lot in the fourth quarter, got tired. And I'm not going to blame the Chiefs' defense for the loss yesterday. I don't know about you. But. No, um, they had an opportunity to win um, without the defense. But let, let's... Um, Defense did their job. They did. In the fourth quarter, got the stop, gave, gave the ball to the offense. and They did. It, it was special teams that, that screwed special it up. Teams and... um, so I want to ask, you know, kind of where, where do we go from here? All right. I mean, you're sitting at 6-4. and four. You're going to enter week 11. Where do you go from here? Um, I think a couple things that the Chiefs, you know, can do. One, you got to figure out special teams. I think that has to be... 
one of the biggest priorities this week in practice, and, and you hit on it earlier, Anthony, you got to get Tyreek back returning punts. Yeah. There, you can't have you gotta have a returning weapon. punts. You gotta have a veteran return punts. You you can't keep putting McColl back there. He fair caught a ball inside the three yard line. Yeah. I know it was with ten seconds, but those things will hurt. They if will. you're in a playoff game, fourth quarter. It's just little things like that that show the 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 lack of intelligence on special teams. Another thing that I've been saying all year long: start taking touchbacks. On kickoffs. I'd rather have the ball at the 25. Than Every single kickoff is a penalty. We continue to get penalties on kickoffs. I guarantee you, most of our those 92 penalties that you said, I would say close to half are on special teams. It's every time that we return a kick, it, we get a penalty. Take the ball at the 25, kneel down in the end zone. You know, and then I'd like to just talk, I mean, as a Chiefs fan, you need some positivity. I mean... The schedule, I mean, the schedule's in our favor. We, if we go beat the Chargers in Mexico City, we beat the Raiders at home. Yeah. You're looking at 8-4, and four, going to New England. You know, we might win that. I mean, we got a chance. I think, I think we're better than I England. think. We're I think fa- we're more definitely talented. Favorable. Um, in, in New England, in Foxborough, um, they're not, um, they're, I mean, they're not that special. We saw them in Baltimore. Um. This is a beautiful team. I agree. I agree. Um, well, I mean, lastly on the Chiefs, when we'll move on, I, I still believe in this football team. And, and when you watch Patrick Mahomes and the way he returned off his injury, um, I still believe in him. Uh, I'm not, you know, we're going to be negative, but we are still going to believe. So now let, let's go. Um, we're going to do a little bit of our takeaways from around the NFL now. Um and, and I'll, I'll get your take. Um, so kind of my big things from yesterday. Lamar Jackson showed his excellence again yesterday. Put himself, solidified himself in the MVP race with a 49-13 victory over something. Yeah, I, I'd like to talk about that. Um, I'm totally, you know, Lamar Jackson's fantastic, obviously. I'm, I'm just not totally bought in yet. I mean... His two great games are against Miami and Cincinnati, and I mean, he's two and one basically in his big games this year. You know, he, he lost to the Chiefs, he beat Seattle, and obviously beat New, New England last week. But you know, the Ravens have a really tough schedule upcoming, and I'm very intrigued to see how he does. I mean, mm-hmm. they got Houston, they got the 49ers, and then they go at the Rams, at the Bills, at Cleveland. I think that's 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 a tough schedule. Yeah, it, it, it is, but I really love I love the way he's playing right now. He, I do too. He puts on a show. Um, right now, um, you know, we've seen this kind of Steph Curry to Mahomes. I mean, right now, Lamar Jackson is solidifying that comparison as well. Um, he's, he's making these plays on the field. The spin that he had yesterday in the open field on that run, um, it was really pretty. Um, next, we're going to talk about... Uh, Raiders and Gruden. Are the Raiders back? You know, I'm also not bought bought on in them either, but, you know, their wins, let's look at their wins. They got wins against the Broncos, eh, the Colts, I mean, that's a good win. The Bears, they'll give them the Lions, that's a good win, and the Chargers. And they do, here's the thing, they have an extremely easy schedule the rest of the year, and 
I really do think they are a threat to the Chiefs for the division. Yeah, I mean, they're, I mean, they got. I, I think they got Miami and like Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, it's it's okay. kind of ugly for the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, lastly, let's just the Dallas Cowboys have got to be the most inconsistent team in the NFL. Um, I mean, last night I thought Dak Prescott was great. I really did, and I thought last night he deserved a contract. I think he deserves his paycheck. He doesn't deserve forty million, um, but he definitely definitely deserves some big money because he was making some really good throws last night that that looked like a star quarterback. However, number twenty one in that backfield slowed him down a little bit, and and he did that to him. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, Dak had a great night. I mean, you got to pay Dak. Here's the problem though. You know, the Cowboys have paid everyone. They've paid everyone but their quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I think they they wasted too much money on Zeke, and I think I think they got to fire the coach. I mean, Jason Garrett's been there for mm-hmm. ten or eleven years, and he's just not getting the job done. They have too much talent to not be basically running away with their division at this point. Yeah, the way the Eagles are playing. This I I agree. I think I think you, you, I don't want to fire a coach mid season. I'm I'm totally against that. However, if Jason Garrett doesn't make the NFC title game, um, he's gone. And he, I, I would say if he doesn't make the Super Bowl, he's gone. Um, while the NFC is the much tougher division, NFC is still wide open for the Cowboys to win, for the Niners to win, the Seahawks, the Packers, the Vikings. So many different teams can win the NFC. And I think the Cowboys can easily be the front runner of that. Amari Cooper has made... Dak a lot better as well. That's true. And they haven't even paid Amari Cooper yet. The two guys that are making that offense what it is, they don't have money. They don't have contracts yet. And they're going to have to make a move sooner or later. They're probably going to have to trade someone. or I mean, they're going to have to come up with some money somehow. They definitely will. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the playoff race. Because while it is a little bit, you know, we're – past mid-season now, um, things are going to get tighter. Um, let's start off with the AFC, your AFC East division winner. Uh, this is really hard, picking the AFC East. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really, I was really struggling with who I thought was going to win this division. Do you think it's going to be the boys from Foxborough, or do you think those guys from Miami can make a comeback? <laughs> well, I mean, I got the Patriots, obviously. <laughs> they, I mean, they've played I mean, the easiest schedule in the NFL, and they do have a couple tough games, but they can lose a couple. Is this even worth talking about? No. No. Patriots. AFC West. <laughs> AFC West. Um, who you got? I mean, I got the Chiefs. Yeah. I'm a homer, but, you know, it's going to be tough. they got to win their division games, mm-hmm. and do. I think they'll be fine. I think if they go 4-0 uh-huh. in the, the rest of the division games, they'll win. They're going to have all their division games at home, yep. besides Mexico City next week. Um, and, yeah, I'm definitely taking the Chiefs as well. AFC North. Um, I got the Ravens. They've solidified their lead. They're seven and two. Steelers are coming up hot, but I don't think they have enough steam. Mm-hmm. I, I I also have Baltimore. Um, I I think Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh's playing really well, like you said. Um, I think they're just in a little too deep of a hole to climb out of and catch Baltimore. Baltimore, they're playing well right now. AFC South. Uh, I got the Texans. I think the Colts have kind of fallen off. I don't mm-hmm. think the Titans are are just – they're not there yet. No. You know, they're playing a backup quarterback. 
But, I mean, Texas, I think the Texans are going to run away with this division. I do, too. I do, too. Um, so, your first wild card. You know, I got I got the Raiders. I got the Raiders. <laughs> the Raiders. All right. They, yeah, I like it. They have a favorable schedule. I like John Gruden. The Raiders are playing well. You know, I don't think they have enough... I don't think they have enough to win the division, but I do think they're going to yeah. squeeze in there. Uh, so I have Pittsburgh as that wild card. Um, I, I like Pittsburgh. I like what they're doing. Um, even though they're not going to catch Baltimore, they have a spot in the division because the AFC is a lot weaker than the NFC. The Steelers are hot, people. Okay? They're hot. And listen to their next couple games. They go to Cleveland, to Cincinnati, play Cleveland at home, at Arizona versus Buffalo, at the Jets and versus Baltimore, you're looking at a six and one, five and two, yeah. maybe at worst. Very favorable. Very favorable schedule. Second wild card slot. I actually have the Steelers. So. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I like the Steelers. Yeah. And I, I mentioned their. And I actually have Oakland for that. So we have the <laughs> okay. same wild card. Um, let's. I want to talk about Oakland's schedule too. Um, here's here's their next six games. Versus Cincinnati, that's a win. That's a, yeah. At the Jets, at Kansas City. I think they lose. Versus that. Tennessee, at the Chargers, at Denver. And they have I the mean, Jags. They got the Jags. They got the Jags. I mean, I I only see a loss to the Chiefs. Two losses, maybe maybe lose at Denver, maybe lose at the Chargers. Um, but I, I don't think they lose both of those games. I think maybe one of them. I mean, two losses at worst. I think if they take care of business. They can secure that wild card. Yeah, I, I, I do too. Um, they're playing really well. I think Green will do good down the stretch. Let's move over to the NFC now. Um, the NFC East champion. You know, I got the man. This is tough. You know, the yeah. Eagles are right. I mean, they're tied. I think the Eagles are right in this. Hmm. You know, I'm actually going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I think right. the Cowboys. Are just falling and falling and falling. They're not consistent enough. I think the Cowboys are going to end up eight and eight, and I think that the Eagles will end up nine and seven. I like the Eagles. All right. Um, I, I'm going with Dallas. Okay. I am. I, I like them down the stretch. I like the Eagles head coach down the stretch better. But I, I think Zeke's going to come out of that hole that he was in last night, um, and I think Dak Prescott's going to continue what he's doing. And I got Dallas. NFC West. This is a great division. Um, it's the best division of football right now. Yeah. Who you got? Um, I got the 49ers. I think starting out 8-0 is going to... I don't does. know. I, I, I just feel like Seattle, all they got is a couple defense players, and I think they got Russell Wilson, obviously, and mm-hmm. I really like him. But I, I just I really love the 49ers D-line. Jimmy G's holding it down, barely. Yeah. They got a good running back. They have a great so. defense as well. I'm going to go with Seattle. I think Seattle's going to make a run for it towards the end. Um, both of these teams have such similar schedules um, in terms of difficulty. They play each other Week 17. And I think that Week 17 matchup is going to decide this win. That, that very well could. NFC North. I got the Packers. I think the Packers are going to hold on. I like Aaron Rodgers. Games are going to start being played in the cold up in Lambeau. I, I like Green Bay. I'm going to go with Minnesota. Okay. I really was impressed by last night's win and the way they played. Dalvin Cook is a monster. Yes. Um, he, I mean, he's just trucking guys left and right. Um, I, I really like this team. 
NFC South, and do we need to talk about it? No. Saints. It, Saints got that wrapped up. Um, I'm not worried about the loss yesterday to Atlanta. I'm, I'm not worried about it. It's a bad game. But it's the Saints. Um, and I figured we'd probably have the same or the opposite wild card of our division winners. I have Green Bay and 49ers in my wild card. Yep, I got Minnesota and the Seahawks. Yeah, okay. Um, so, now we're going to move on to a little bit of college football to wrap up the show. Um, just briefly, the Bama-LSU game was something else. It was. And, like, I'd like to talk about this. What I saw on Saturday was some tough physical football. These are the dudes that you're going to see on Sundays. I mean, yeah, yeah. LSU and Bama are just flat out bigger and stronger than anyone in this country. Absolutely. And I... I really do think Sam Sam Burrow is he's the leading Heisman right now. So now we're gonna give our uh, playoff predictions here, Anthony and I. Um, Anthony, why don't you go first? Um, I, I got LSU as number one, and then I got Ohio State, Clemson, and then I I think it's Georgia or Bama. I think Georgia controls it. If Georgia wins out and wins the SEC championship, then they get that. Right. But. If they don't, I think they're going to give it to Bama, which I don't really agree with, but I think that's what's going to happen. So I have Ohio State at one, um, and yet again, they, they continue to score points. Just They just continue to stay high. Yeah. Um, blew out Maryland 73-14. to 14. LSU at two. Um, in my opinion, they're a lock. They lock themselves in the playoff. Whether they, they, you know, they can't lose two games, obviously. If they finish the regular season undefeated. Yeah, and then no matter what. I mean, yeah. they are in – with one loss on their schedule, or zero. Um, Clemson, at three. Clemson loses a game, they're done. I don't think you can put them in. With, no. with their schedule, the way it is, um, they lose one game, they're, they're out. And then lastly, I have Alabama. Um, they have to win out. Because right now, I mean, they, they have one loss, and they're probably not going to be playing in the SEC title game. Unless, L- unless LSU just somehow lays an egg, which they're not going to do. Um, Alabama's going to be... Going to be playing to to basically watch LSU yeah. and Georgia in that title game for hopes to be playing in the playoff. And I, I think Penn State ruined their chances. Obviously, yeah. we got to watch Minnesota, but I, I'm still yeah. not bought into them. I don't know. OU yeah. needs a lot to happen. They do, and and, and, and I Georgia don't... does too. So Georgia and OU are my first two out, and yeah. and Georgia has to win the SEC championship to get in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think they can play in it. But if they don't win that game, they're not in. And and with Oklahoma, Oklahoma needs a lot of people to lose, and they can't lose. No. And I, I think the college football playoff just does not like the Pac-12. I don't know why, but they don't. You know, I don't think Oregon's going to get in there. No. no. Um, I think it's SEC has two teams, and we get a Big Ten and Clemson. Yeah. So um, There's some big games this weekend with some playoff implications. Um Auburn plays Georgia, and then OU plays Baylor. This Auburn-Georgia game, I mean, it's important for Georgia. They can't lose a game. It is, it is. You know, that loss against South Carolina, that really scared me because, you know, I watched that game, and Jake Fromm struggled, and their defense struggled, and they just couldn't finish it. But in this game, I do actually like Jake Fromm to step up, and I got the Bulldogs by a field goal. All right, all right. Uh, I also I'm gonna take the Bulldogs in this one, even even though on the road I, I'm gonna take them. Um, OU Baylor, this is a fun game. OU's running back Trey Sermon out. 
does that do anything? I don't think so. I think OU is just going to replace him, send another running back in, just like they always do. I think Jalen Hurts and CeeDee Lamb pick up right where they're right where they've left off. I mean, very powerful offense. They do. Um, they do. And I think Baylor's going to suffer their final loss or first loss of the year. Um, and we could see these two teams match up in the Big 12 championship. Absolutely. And I actually, my prediction for this game, I got Sooners by 17. Right. I don't think Baylor can keep up with Oklahoma. I don't either. I don't either. Well, that looks like it's going to do it for the day. Um, be sure to tune in next time. We're going to talk a little bit about college basketball and give our conference champion predictions and, and more of an overview of college basketball. I want to thank you guys for listening, and I hope you continue to check out the Fifth Quarter Podcast. Be sure to give us a quick follow on Twitter, at Fifth Quarter Pod, and we would appreciate any feedback that's necessary. Um, I'd like to give a quick thanks to my co-host, Anthony, over here, as well as our producer, the man behind the scenes, Thomas Finn, for all that he does for us. Again, thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you next time.